to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey there, Bright Lights. It's Angela. And today I have such a juicy topic for you. Remember way back when you were in grade school or high school English and they taught you about something called the understood you, which is an imperative. So it's when you don't have to name the subject. So I don't have to say, Jane, get me a glass of water. I can just say, get me a glass of water. And if Jane is the only one around me, she's going to know that I am talking to her and asking for a glass of water. With the understood you, we're always assuming that the subject of the sentence is known, is understood, so therefore we don't have to name the subject. So now I want to turn it on its head and tell you about something I've been thinking about lately called the understood them or they. When I was a little girl, I was an only child and my parents and grandparents would often talk in the evenings over coffee and they'd talk about all kinds of things, whether it was current events in the world, politics, religion, whatever, right? And I would usually be in the room right next to them playing with toys, but I could hear their conversations and I would listen in. And the one thing I picked up that seemed to be a running thread, no matter what they were talking about, is they would always have this they. They don't understand this, or they're on the wrong track, or they're trying to create a situation where people will believe this, or they are trying to raise our taxes so they can further this or that agenda. And as a child, I, of course, had no idea who they were talking about. So I actually believed that there was this entity, this collective, this they out there who were kind of omniscient and omnipresent and were engineering our lives and viewed they in a kind of sinister way, right? I mean, they were trying to be the puppet masters and they clearly, clearly did not have our best interests at heart. They are out for themselves. And I don't know if any of you have had that experience, but it was very profound. And in some ways it was good because it made me very cynical about anything that any organization or government or established corporation or entity would do or say. It taught me to be an independent thinker to question authority to not just blindly follow. But the other thing that it did though, and this is kind of common in human beings because our brains are set up this way, it created this thing called othering. They, them, they were bad. I didn't even know who they were, but they were bad. They were something to be fought against 
to rebel against, to push back on, to be suspicious of. And as a young child, I didn't really know who or what that was. But of course, since that was a formative belief, as I got older, as I've spent the years I have navigating this world, I have filled in the blanks, right? And, and I have therefore associated whoever they or them is in my experiences in the world with that same level of separateness that they couldn't possibly be like me, right? They, they, they are other, they are those who are not us, us and them, right? I mean, we create these dichotomies all the time. And so today I really wanted to focus your awareness on the use of them and they. And I know that in our gender conscious society that that is becoming personal pronouns and I don't want to focus on that. That's a whole different application of the word. I want to focus on they and them as a pronoun that is not personal, that is incredibly impersonal, which is to name a collective, a group that we do not identify with because they are not us. We can certainly see how this has led to all kinds of injustices for as long as we've been recording history and probably before that, because when we make a group they, them, not us, we can attribute all kinds of bad things to them. We can justify all kinds of actions taken against them because we've made them the villain in the story. But what about in our personal lives? How are you othering? Pay attention to your language. I have talked about conscious language before because the words we use express the beliefs we have, which come from the thoughts we have. Thoughts become things. So when you say, they never give me a chance. They always have their handout asking for money. They aren't really seeing me. What you're really doing is giving up your personal power. You are othering the people that you're interacting with, which makes them less human in some ways. And lets you be the victim while they are the persecutor and kind of absolves you from having to take any deliberate action to work things out with that other person. Now you just get to complain, you get to trash talk, you get to throw shade all day long, but you don't have any responsibility or accountability because you've applied the understood them. You'd be surprised. You actually try to pay attention, maybe even write it down every time you say they and say something negative. And when you catch yourself doing that, using that they, that understood they, I want you to think about more specifically, who do you really mean? And what if they had a good reason for doing or saying 
what they're doing or saying? What if you could play a role in helping them understand a different point of view? What if you and they could become an us? Let that sink in because it's a really radical thought to shift from them to us. To catch yourself every time you other a group of people or an individual, every time you make someone or something separate from who you are and what you identify with, you are creating victim persecutor energy. And the world does not need any more of that. The world needs us being able to cooperate, to collaborate, to celebrate diversity, to work together. And we cannot do that when we use them in place of us. And if you just make that simple substitution in your language, you will be surprised the way that your attitude towards people can shift. So instead of saying, they don't understand me, you could say, we don't understand each other. Or I'm sick of them. How about, I'm sick of what's going on between us. Do you see how that reframing, that pivoting of the subject allows you to mentally go from that othering to that collective, to that sense of oneness. And in that sense of oneness, where we are not separate from one another, nobody's better than anyone else. We don't have to compete with one another. We don't have to be jealous if we see something somebody has or does that interests us. We can thank them for showing us what's possible. We can reach out. We can ask, how did you make that happen? What tips or advice do you have for me? Instead of grousing about, they get all the attention. They know how to work the room. They have someone looking out for them. They came from a different background of wealth and privilege. When you do that, do you see how you have relinquished your role in getting what you want out of life? And you've looked at people who do have what you want and you've made them bad and wrong for having it. And in the process of doing that, What you may not realize is you actually told yourself that you don't really want it. Because if I look at someone who is successful and I trash talk them and I accuse them of all of these nefarious behaviors or privilege or whatever else I want to say, what I've actually done is say, To be successful means you have to be a bad person. 
if you're successful, you didn't really earn it. Or if you're successful, you're shallow and insipid. I mean, look at what we do with celebrities all the time, right? We're not explicitly saying that, but implicitly saying that. And if that's the dialogue, we're forever holding ourselves back from the success we really want because we've told ourselves we would be a bad person. We would be like them if we got what we wanted. So we shut down our dreams, but we haven't really, right? We haven't let go of the jealousy. We haven't let go of the competition or we wouldn't feel a need to criticize and pick apart someone else. I really invite you to take this conscious language challenge here to be much more aware of times you other somebody else, whether they're somebody famous or well-known or just a coworker or your boss or your mother, right? Look at all the dynamics we have in relationships that allow us to villainize other people absolve ourselves of the need to play an active role in the outcome and make the things we're frankly really interested in or intrigued by bad. And when you shift your language, I want you to see how that begins to open the door to your success. Just imagine a world where there was cooperative energy where we didn't make the people in the spotlight bad or wrong, but instead asked ourselves, how can I? If we approach their lives as a textbook, as somebody who has forged a path, if we see alignment between their path and ours, even if we don't know them, maybe they're a famous person, maybe they've even already passed away. Thank them anyway because they left the breadcrumbs for you. Instead of being jealous, instead of saying that big of a leap isn't for me, instead of shutting down our dreams, be attuned to what draws your attention, even if right now it has negative feelings associated with because what draws your attention is the clue to your deepest longing. Look at how you can learn from other people's experiences. Look for the ways they've left you breadcrumbs and be in so much gratitude, even if they are imperfect, even if they have made mistakes there is something about their path that you're interested in. And because of the imperfections, that is illuminating too because it shows you what you don't want. You don't have to make the mistakes. You can learn. So be so grateful for those in your life that are attracting your attention when it's negative attention, shift your thinking out of othering. Look at what you're really interested in, what's really compelling, 
and then be in gratitude for how that person has been a way shower in some way for you to get further faster on your path. So make sure that you share this on Instagram. Tag me at Architecting Podcast. I really want to know how this shift begins to work for you and the change because you will see an immediate change that you start to experience. All right, everyone, take care. Have a great day. Work to shift your pronouns. Always be specific in your language. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. Mm-hmm.